Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about pigs, the hamburger, and what's coming up in The Kindness Project podcast. Welcome to The Kindness Project. I'm joined by a girl who loves a phrase involving food, especially to describe herself. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to expand on that more. Uh, no, I'll expand in, in the conversation we have later on in the okay, podcast. well, speaking of, I'm joined by a man who can't figure out what a fig looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not I can't work out what a fig looks, looks like. I just don't give a fig. No, no. You know what, though? Figs are pretty tasty. I, um, what, what, what's putting you off eating a fig? Is it the way the figs look? They're mushy on the insides. Charlotte, give it a go. I tell you, give it a go. I, I, mummy, mummy, uh, sorry, my wife and Kath, uh, Charlotte's, Cassie's mum, Charlotte's mum did figs, honey and yoghurt for breakfast the other day and all, both you and I looked at the fig and went, no, nah. nah, mate, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, but I, 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 with some gentle encouragement from, from Cassie, my wife, you're going to try them or not? You're going to try them or not? You're going to try them or not? That was gentle encouragement. Um, I had a, I gave the figs a go, and they were really tasty. But you left yours, left didn't you? Them. You literally left for school early so you wouldn't have to eat figs. <laughs> um, I actually but, left late that day. Uh, but they don't look appetising, do they, figs? No, no, no. What other foods uh, would you eat if they look eat more if they look more appetising? Mash and baked beans. Mash and baked beans are awesome though. They taste nice. It's just when you look at them, it looks like a, an orange pile of putty. Uh, you know what could be better looking as a food? Corned beef. See, I love oh, corned beef, beef, but you need to put it in a sandwich. You couldn't just look at it and go... Mm. I could. <laughs> corned beef's not an attractive food. But you do like making quite a lot of food-related... Um, uh, descriptions don't you so you've called yourself a single pringle you've called yourself a single pringle you have started to use the phrase and i'm not sure why um awkward chicken nugget why is a chicken nugget awkward i don't know it's just um me and my friend were making up some like fast food villains okay and we couldn't think of anything for the chicken nugget but awkward awkward chicken nugget and what what other fast food villains did you come up with I don't know. I can't remember. It was like a month, a couple of months ago. Okay. Actually. Okay. So awkward chicken nugget was the one that stuck, yeah. yeah. And then the super villain awkward chicken nugget was he? Uh, what was his superpower? He just kind of made everything awkward. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one side kick. Everyone just looks at him and goes, right. This we can't continue with this. It's too awkward to do. Right. So you're just standing there fidgeting now. Yeah, just stop being awkward. Yeah. And what? What did he? So, who was the superhero in the universe where every fast food had their own... I think it was Sassy Strawberry. Sassy Strawberry. So, it was fruits versus fast food, was it? It was healthy foods versus... Ah, right, okay, okay. Sassy Strawberry. You know what, right? When I was... When I was... I probably a bit younger than you, seven or eight. My local library had a um, big poster up 
and they used to have uh, Superman, who's obviously not a fruit-related superhero, he's quite conventional, um, versus a supervillain called Nick Oteen. And he was a smoking, it was like an anti-smoking poster with Superman in and this nicotine-related villain, which is quite an interesting public health message. Public health. Public health, it's important, it's the future. Um, I wonder what KFC it'd be. Don't know. Kentucky Fried Cowards. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Coward. Um, other, other, other superhero villains are available. Oh, but, um, but McDonald's have got one, haven't they? Ronald McDonald. No. <laughs> Ronald McDonald's meant to be the good guy. Have you not heard of the baddie? No. The McDonald's baddie? You've never heard of the hamburglar? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Charlotte, you think I'm joking. Genuinely look up, look up the hamburglar. You, you'll find out there is a McDonald's supervillain called the hamburglar. You don't need to do it now, but uh, definitely do it. So, uh, how can people get in touch with us? <laughs> Oh, I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Stretch me a memory muscle. Go on. Um, www.kindnessproject.co.uk. <laughs> that's, that's right, kindnessproject.co.uk. Or thekindnessproject.co.uk. No, actually, just .co.uk. Uh, on Twitter. At Ola Kindness. Okay, no H since the last time we podcast. Silent H. Um, Holla, Holla isn't a silent H, but I'll, I'll let you have it. And then um, Facebook. Uh, you just search it. Just search yeah, it. Yeah, just, yeah, just search it. www.facebook.com. Put in the kindness project, or you can go www.facebook.com forward slash the kindness project if you're on if you if you're trying to find us on google just google the kindness project which should come up and if you're trying to find us on arse jeeves why are you using a 20 yeah why are you using a 20 year old search engine that's mad there's um, actually tutorials online now on how to make your own arse jeeves Oh, we need to do that. <laughs> we need to do that in a big, big I, way. I um, I asked Siri how to get asked uh, how to get Jeeves back, and it just directed me to these tutorials on how to make Jeeves. Oh, cool. Um, so, w- would you like to do the jingle? You haven't done it in a while, but would you like to do the jingle for? Question of the podcast. Very good. I like it a lot. <laughs> And this week's question of the podcast is, what's the worst or best chat-up line you've ever, ever said, heard or received? Chat-up line? Yeah. You know, you like if you're... Uh, you don't know what a chat-up line is. So if you're... Let's say you're in a bar and you, you're a single Pringle and you... you pick-up line? Yeah, chat-up line, yeah. <laughs> chat-up line. So what's the best chat-up line you've ever heard? Shit, I can't get used to I don't know. Um... Pick-up line? Oh, okay. Um, uh, there are some awful ones. I mean, I, I don't think. I, don't, I mean, I've I've been married for a long, long, long time, so I don't think I've I've used the chat line ever in my life. You know what? Well, you know what's one of uh, one of my favourites. Go on. Um, I'm going to send some of your selfies to NASA because they're looking for stars. Oh, God. quite a modern chat line, having a bit of a Sylvia reference in there. So, listeners, please let us know what your best chat-up line is. And um, shall we 
get on with the show. Yes. So, let's have a little bit of kindly snooze then, shall we? Yes. Shall we have the jingle? Yeah. Go on then. Kindly snooze. <laughs> <laughs> oh. In somebody, if somebody's listening to this out loud, all of the glasses in their cabinet is just smashed. <laughs> what edition? Oh, a student edition. Student edition, okay. I don't know if we've already done a student edition. Before. I think we might have done. But uh, I find it really difficult to find related stories that I can just kind of... Well, we can, we can do it if we have done a student edition before we can say student cu- edition part two student edition part two yeah yes. so tell us some cu- student okay. kindness related news two for you today okay uh, first one is called Harando Middle School Students Start Kindness Initiative at Harando Middle School a group of students is trying to a group of students is trying to spread kindness to more than a thousand students students at Harando Rondo Middle School start arriving at school around 6.45 a.m. Which Blimey. It's too early. 6.45 in the morning they start school? That's when the kids start arriving, yeah. Oh, right, okay. But a small group of kids gets there even earlier to make sure the play, they're in place to greet everyone who comes through the door at uh, uh, one, two, three, at the start of the day. A group of 8th and 7th graders have started the Kindness Initiative. They greet all their classmates with smiles. Ugh. Good mornings and high fives. Love it, love it. Um, uh, now, I'm not being funny. What time do they get there? Is like they get there at quarter by or six just, to make sure they're ready. It just says they get there earlier than everyone else. Just like, but but they start at quarter to seven. That's that early enough. Starts. I think that's yeah. When the kids start arriving, arriving. so they make sure they're there before. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Go on, so tell me. Um, the Kindness Initiative has become a part of a large group called the Community Awareness Club. It's a new club at the middle school, thought up by two teachers, where students are taught to use their passions for good. It's about spreading kindness, but it's also about what needs to be done in our community and in our school, said Harando Middle School teacher Lindsay Jones. So whether it's looking at... Uh, uh, one, two, three, sorry, very tongue-tied today. So whether it's looking at our parks or our neighbourhoods. More than 40 kids were at the Community Awareness Club's first meetings. Kids have different reasons for joining, including just listening to mum. Ever since first grade, she's told us to go make the world a better place, said seventh grader Cody Eaton. Once I heard about this club, I decided it was time. Love it. Love it. So just to start the day or start other people's day with a bit of positivity, just by giving them a high five and a smile and welcoming them is awesome but also shows how simple those acts of kindness can be right it hasn't got to be these big elaborate things saying that getting up and getting at school for our six in the morning is quite uh, a grand act five past eight i know i know so what was the second act (laughs) or second act of student kindness local student honored by school board for acts of kindness okay School supplies are necessary for students they start the new school year, but they can be expensive. So one local elementary school student came up with a plan to help out as many of their her classmates as she could. For Buck Lake Elementary 5th grade Susan, Susanna Barantine, she had no idea what would happen when she decided to help her fellow classmates. A few weeks back, Susanna put on a car wash. After it was all over, she had helped wash around 30 cars and made $300. She then used the money to purchase school supplies. We got binders, paper, pencils, pencil boxes, she said. Shipped the shopping cart full of supplies and donated them all 
them to her local stuff, the bus fundraiser. I think she inspires, and people who do things like that certainly inspire, certainly inspire all of us to come, to come up a little higher. Yeah. Susanna's parents, they said they could not be more proud. She's got such a big heart, she tries to help, and it, it was all her. It's what she wanted to do. We were just there for support. Yeah. The surprise did not stay that way for long. On Tuesday evening, Susanna was honoured at the Leon Co- County School Board meeting, even getting a chance to speak with Superintendent Rocky Hanna. They asked me what all of the charities... First of all, what a cool name, Rocky Hanna. I know. <laughs> they asked me what all the charities and stuff I did. It was, it was good, she said. To Susanna, she said this will not be the end of her charitable act. Good. Well done, Susanna, and well done for raising um, a little bit of money for the uh, provision of school equipment. That's always good news. And I think students, kids are charitable when given the chance, right? You know, it can be it can be a really good thing to do. So thank you for those uh, stories of kindness, and we'll have some more kindness news next week. Yep. So, uh, this week, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what we've got coming up on future editions of Kindness News. Because we have got some amazing, amazing, amazing uh, interviews between now and Christmas. Now, we're coming up. When we reach Christmas, we would have been doing this podcast for one whole year. But expect some kindness-related Christmas festive kindness news and some kindness christmas related questions of the podcast because i'm looking forward to doing them but before that we do need to um tell you a little bit about what's what's coming up because we've been working really hard on getting some amazing interviewees for the podcast so next week we've got um uh, a couple who run a charity that educates about 300 kids um in uh, Africa called uh, Unamandi is the name of the charity they do incredible work they do amazing work so um, look out for Mark and Ruth uh, coming on to talk about that then we've got Chris Aycock who's going to be talking about his charity Kip Bag and effectively what he does is uh, you can sponsor uh, an, an amount which will buy a sleeping bag for a homeless person plus all they need so toothbrush toothpaste um soap you know in this bag is some stuff that they might really need then we've got uh, gary harton from uh, a charity called product of a postcode and i've asked russell our esteemed editor to get the bleeping machine out for that one because gary's a bit of an east end geezer and he did swear a bit so <laughs> so we we need to um get gary then we've got lucy patrick who's going to be talking about age uk actually and the work that they do uh then we've got mike dixon now mike is an incredible guy he does loads of film for Philanthropic. Thank you. I'm glad you can say it. Philanthropic work in the community and just loads of different stuff. Um, used to run a charity called Wiz Kids, um, and we talk about his story of turning that charity into a uh, from starting from nothing to turning over uh, ten million a year and and uh, putting kids in wheelchairs across the UK. So that'd be really interesting. Um, and then we're going to be talking about then we hit Christmas and we're going to have some special 
Christmas related episodes of Kindness News Ooh. where we talk about um, uh, Christmas traditions, uh, the biggest pieces of Christmas kindness news um, and the best of the first year of the kindness project because we'll hit our anniversary then and we can go look back and go blimey that was a good year wasn't it (laughs) so we've got a bumper uh, winter season of the kindness project coming up Um, but we've we're doing all right, aren't we? Yeah. Sort of three seasons in, we've gone through the winter, through the spring, through the summer. Now we're hitting autumn with a vengeance. Um, what are you looking forward to in the Kindness Project? I don't know. We should really do a Halloween one. Uh, yeah, uh, we might do a Halloween edition of Kindness News. Yes. That might be good. Do you reckon there's loads of Halloween-related kindness stories i'm not sure they there was one house i went to they didn't do a trick they just did a treat i don't know they just feel they just smiled at me and gave yeah. me a go maybe but we have got some really good stuff coming up however however uh for 2019 we've got some big plans i've got a bunch of new people i want to interview for the kindness project yes. we've still got interviews that we We've got a huge amount of interviews we haven't put out yet. Um, but we want to hear from you, dear listeners, because we want to know who the kindest people you know are yeah. and who should we talk to. Yeah. Um, now, there's two rules. Number one, they've got to be kind. But also, they've got to have a really interesting story. And if they can be both kind and interesting, put, put us in touch with them and we'll certainly interview them for the podcast. Anything else you wanted to add? Nothing. I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking on this yeah, section. Yeah, you know what's going on. I don't, <laughs> I don't really have a clue. I just kind of sit here and talk for a little while. Okay, cool. <laughs> Tis the end! Did it, did it? Did you need to do the fake crying bit? Like, oh, 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 Tis the end! Yeah. And, and can you just tell our listeners how you've just been practising the end of the podcast <laughs> by almost kicking the dog into space? <laughs> Just, that is not the way to run a run a podcast on kindness. I was practicing for my vocal uh, vocal finish, and I almost kicked my dog into space. That is not the way you do it. I was doing high kicks, and it almost got in the way. Yeah, I, I agree, Dex. Out of order, absolutely out of order. Do you want to go out? Yeah. Do, do you want to? Do you want He's to leaving now. He's angry at me. There you go. Oh, I, I cannot believe it. Trying to kick the dog practicing the end of the podcast. I can't believe it. I was doing high kicks. So it is the end. And last, the last couple of weeks, we were talking about how uh, at the end of the podcast, kamikaze the kamikaze dive into going from having a decent number of comments from our listeners uh, to very few. Uh, there was one week we had zero. The, that is the week we do not speak of. That is where I was like, "So, yeah. what do you want you, you, well, Yeah, you went on a weird tangent because you were just trying to fill time, and I just went, "Let's not bother. Let's not bother." But we haven't got uh, uh, that challenge this week, and I'm I'm thinking it might be Flo Meeks uh, 
good luck charm because we we had a lo- we we had a lovely email from Flo Mickey last week and since then and it may be because it's now the end of the summer and people are around a bit more but we have got loads more responses this week uh, but it is quite a decent question the question this week was what is your biggest claim to flip <laughs> What is your biggest claim to flame? Oh, oh Birmingham once. What do you? What's a claim to flame? My, I almost got my blazer on a Bunsen burner. That actually, what happened once? <laughs> I almost got my blazer. What did that have to be more cock then? I almost caught caught my blazer on a Bunsen burner. <laughs> I, 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 I genuinely don't know what's going on. I can do it in other words. Be like. No, it's all right. <laughs> I, I almost caught my blazer on a Bunsen burner. I almost caught my blazer on a Bunsen burner. It sounds better the other way, to be honest. <laughs> almost caught my blazer on a Bunsen So here's people's claims of fame, and they vary from the sublime to the simple to the ridiculous and everywhere in between. So let, let's start. Kay Potter said, um, I, see, I saw Stephen Fry in Swaltham Tesco the other day doing his shopping. That's quite Everyone a, has to do their shopping. That's quite a good one. So you saw Deck from Ant and Deck. Oh, how many years ago was that? that was a, that's a blast from the past. That, that, was, that was years and years and years ago, but Mummy still talks about that photo. Uh, now, Christina Giorgio uh, loved this question, so much so that she gave us five responses. Five? So... This is, uh, these are her responses. Joanna Lumley, Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox from the Eurythmics uh, all used to live in Crouch End where I grew up and they used to come into my mum's chippy for fish and chips. Uh, actually, I have quite a long list of famous peeps who have been in my mum's shop including Jeremy Corbyn, Toby Harris and Tarek Aziz. Uh, Francis de la Tour. This is the second message she sent us. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Francis de la Tour, Virgil Sharkey, and Paul Daniel's son. And then she goes on. So that's the chip shop one, right? <laughs> Famous chip shop users. Um, and Christine, Christina follows. I once had dinner with friends one time at an Italian restaurant locally, and Bernie Grant, who was a, uh, an old Labour MP, uh, I think... <laughs> with one of his lady friends in commas lady friends uh, was at the next table Uh, and Christina also said Rod Stewart went to school with my dad and he lives up the road from me now so Rod Stewart's a good one he lives in Epping in Essex not a million miles away from us so obviously uh, what Jeremy Corbyn Jeremy having a fish and chips He's he's a fish and chips sort of geezer isn't he I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Christina, Christina wasn't too impressed by Jeremy Corbyn because she said, um, "I'm embarrassed to say Jeremy Corbyn used to come in for fish and chips." So obviously not a fan of Corbyn's political perspective. Um, uh, Roger Edwards said, um, "Remember, this is a, this is a awesome piece of '80s trivia." Remember Rod, Jane and Freddie off of Rainbow? You're looking at me like the answer is no. Uh, I know what Rainbow is. I'm not right. I will, I, will, I will find you a YouTube clip, clip of Rod, Jane and Freddie. I once sat ne- next to Jane on a flight to Menorca. I quite like that. <laughs> um, I appreciate that more than you. Heidi Ball says, 
Uh, as part of the Newham Music Academy, I played the double bass at the Royal Albert Hall twice. Now, you've sung at the O2, which is incredible. I love that. Yeah. I love watching you that. And we've been to the Royal Albert Hall for the proms and stuff like that, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, we did the... Um, um, oh, what was it? Mm, kids classical music. Yeah, it was good. Um, the second time Hayley continues, it was accompanying, accompanying a story read by David Essex, who you won't know, but was a singer in the 70s, and went to my school. Now, David Essex, I have got a, I've got a bit of a David Essex celebrity story, because David Essex um, uh, had a room in our school named after him. It was called the David Essex um, Music Room. So he came along to our school to open this music room. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I asked for his autograph... And gave him my pen. He never gave it back. <laughs> David Essex stole my pen. Yeah, Can you believe it? Pens all the time. No, but you're not. I'm not I don't expect celebrities to pinch my pens. I mean, I am going back thirty-two years. But David Essex, when I was eight, pinched my pen. Yeah, David Essex, if you're listening to this, I'd like my pen back, please. It's probably gone. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, Victor Sachs said, I had lunch with George Michael. That is a biggie. Yeah. That's a real biggie. Yeah. Sat around a pool at the Grand Hotel Eastbourne chatting to Harry Hill uh, and made the final of the IFA Personality of the Year, which is a nice one to do. Oh, and he just made a shepherd's pie from scratch, which he's quite proud of. Um and that's and that's not a shepherd's pie. That's a lasagna. <laughs> so uh, that shows my level of culinary skills. Christina Julius back with another message. She she thought five wasn't enough, so she's come back and said, "Oh yeah, Dexter Fletcher was in my tutor group at school. Five years of him being a total pest." Uh, Dave Fulstock's shame. Uh, shame. Dave Fulstock's got a good one. I made an album with the band Night Circus. Please buy it. Um, and you wouldn't happen to have been part of the, um, the, the band Dads, because I saw a picture of that the other day, and that's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. No, I, d I don't think Dave Fulstock's band is called Dads. It's called, as he said, Night Circus. And he's uh, selling CDs um, as a in the spirit of kindness and sharing. I'm going to put a link to the uh, CD on the show notes. I'll listen to it later. <coughs> Paul Schaefer said, met many celebs over the years. Had lunch with Josh Franceschi in Canning Town. I don't know who that is. No, Paul, you don't. need to raise your celebrity game, but I don't, because I don't know who Josh Franceschi is. But once had a handwritten thank you letter from Tony Blair. It's quite oh, good. Cool. Uh, Paul's, a, uh, Paul's a local politician, so ah. he's a Labour Party politician in, in East London. Tony Blair doesn't go around giving that handwritten thank you. From the desk of Tony Blair. Hello, <laughs> I am Tony Blair. This is a letter. Thank you for sorting out my bins. <laughs> you, what would be the most inane letter Tony Blair could write? Hello, from the desk of Tony Blair. Hello, this is Tony Blair. Thank you for smiling at me in a restaurant. What do you think? Thank you for chasing <laughs> the rats away. Hello, this is Tony Blair. Thank you for Mr. Tesco cashier for giving me a pint of milk. Um, uh, so uh, Paul Schaefer um, 
that's a good one. Tony Blair's a good one. Kath Key, friend of the show, said, I can recite, recite the alphabet backwards very quickly. Good skill to have. I can recite the alphabet backwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Gallagher said, Jimmy Carr was sat in my train seat with Rachel Riley. What, on the same seat? You sit on each other's lap. <laughs> what did you do, Scott? Did you sit on Jimmy Carr's lap? Or did then, he sit on your did, lap? Did they move? Did they, was there a lot did of lapses? You, did, did you squidge into the same and seat? If he, you kind of have to brush shoulders. And if, he was, if Rachel Riley from Countdown was sitting in your seat, uh, did you give her 30 seconds to move and then at the end go, do 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 Chris Laney said, uh, <laughs> I love a bit of countdown yeah. as well. I love That's a bit of countdown. Issue with countdown. I watched a show when we were in Italy that was kind of like Italian countdown, except they were shooting targets. Uh, not like countdown like at all, then. But no, there was a certain bit that was shaped like countdown because they had to get to the number using numbers. All right. So Italian countdown was about shooting people, was it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Chris Laney has got a blinder. I you friend of the show, Chris Laney. Mm. I used to do Laurence Olivier's hair. Huh? Now Laurence Olivier was a very, 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 very famous actor. What did they do? I can't remember because it was before my time as well. But he was very famous. He used to do a lot of Shakespeare. Uh, Roberta yeah. White, friend of the show and uh, uh, appointed nan of the show. Can we have a nan of the show? We have now. Man of the Go show. On, <coughs> said, I've met Princess Alexandra twice, played darts against Bobby George. I've played darts against Andy the Viking Fulder. Who? Famous darts player. Uh, and yeah. had a chat with Trevor Brooking and Billy Bonds. And uh, apparently she's got a, a rather special claim to fame because she's had dinner with Chris Daines on numerous occasions. <laughs> That's a claim... That, that's the most inane claim to fame I think I've ever heard. But well done for bringing it up. Thank you. <coughs> Stu Morrison's got a few goodies. Apart from guest presenting BBC Football Focus, good one, playing a gig at the Emirates and being a, being in a scene with Val Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue or appearing in Channel 4's recent series Lookalikes. My, he's got a lot of claims to fame, hasn't yeah, he? My biggest fun. claim to fame is having a poster I designed in the permanent collection at the Victorian Albert Museum. And this is the poster he designed. Uh, it's called the Tacky Shed Colour Chart. So that's that's Arts of Broadchurch and Stu's in that Broadchurch. Nicholas Lang... Oh, you'll love this from Nick Lancaster. He's been on Welsh National TV News twice and having a pint with David Tennant was fun. Nice. Uh, that is a good one, isn't it? Lucy Patrick... Speaking of someone who does a lot of Shakespeare. <laughs> he, he, David Tennant does do a lot of Shakespeare. Um, Lucy Patrick said, I wrapped Simon Webb from the boy band Blue in Kingfield film. Did he have a choice, uh, Lucy? <laughs> or did you just kind of go up to him and go, right there, I've got this cling film. Yeah, You're yeah. going to need to start spinning. If it was in your basement, Lucy, that's probably not the way to Was go. Was there any chairs in the camp 
<laughs> was there a hostage video? Well, <laughs> just right, just like Lucy, if you're listening, I know you're a regular listener. If you're listening, please explain why you were wrapping Simon Webb in Clingfield. Please it, explain it was like why. A hostage situation or a weird Halloween game. Yeah. Uh, Rob Reed met John Glenn in a restroom at a US conference. It's a long story. And uh, Brian Hill said, "I once dated a Jordanian princess." <laughs> Not anymore, but he did once. So we had a lot. <laughs> we had a lot to get through this week. All, all stories that when I, I listen to them and go, tell you have me, to explain more. tell me more, Especially tell me more. Yeah, what? I, I, how did you end up rapping a boy band member in cling film? Yeah, because we, we do the same with toilet paper, except it's the what you rap like. boy band members in no, cling film. Oh, they, they play that mummy game at Halloween, don't they? And on that note, and because we've overran, because we had such an awesome haul of answers, it's the end of the show. Bye.